You're listening to Behind the Clipboard. Event experts empowering you to throw killer events for your business, workplace, social circle and beyond. We're giving you the insider toolkit, allowing you to make your events the talk of the town. Produced by Known Associates Events, it's time to go backstage with your hosts, Tamara Cook, Crystal Thane and Melissa Howie. So Mel and I have just jumped into your ears to have a quick chat. We're in between seasons of Behind the Clipboard at the moment, but the coronavirus, the COVID-19 is... You, you know, you can't get away from it. It's on every single news channel. It's everywhere. on radio, TV, uh, social media. Um, so we thought we'd have a bit of a chat because it's obviously affecting the events industry in a massive way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What do you think, Mel? Yeah, it's a really scary time. It's a lot of unknown for businesses. It's not necessarily scary, you know, in believing the media hype, but there's a lot of unknown people don't want to gathering groups, which obviously is affecting the events industry in a massive way. Yep. Um, people don't want to cancel their events as well. So a lot of business owners are in really awkward positions. I reckon at large it's a real fear of the unknown. Yeah, like People absolutely. just don't know, do I, don't I, they're erring on the side of caution and that could be to the detriment of not only the business but the people that are attending the event. Mm-hmm. But I think with local events we need to just really consider what we're doing in terms of cancelling if the risk is low. Because at the, at the moment, Australia, the risk is quite low. Yeah. Um, but my overall feeling is that the public is quite scared because we're getting bombarded with so much information. We just don't know what to believe, what not to believe and what action to take and weighing that up with the financial burden. Yeah. So, yeah, having a small events company, we haven't had anything cancel at the moment, which is fantastic. Um, but obviously we're a bit nervous because when events like Coachella and the NBA, NBA season's just been cancelled, um, US colleges are moving to online lectures, St. Patrick's Day in Ireland, they're, they've cancelled all their St. Patrick's Day parades. That is a tragedy and if Crystal was here she would make note of that. She loves the Irish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, it's quite it's quite scary and even um, shows like the, the Late Night Show – or the late, late, late night show, you know, those mm-hmm. that are usually filmed in front of a live audience. Mm. They've taken the audiences out. So, yeah, I know <laughs> Mel's got this look on her face like, how is that going to work? It's yeah. comedy. But, um, yeah, that's what they've done. So they're, they're performing to no audiences. So yeah, right. that would be quite weird when it comes across. But they're pretty drastic measures. But then on the other hand, we've got um, Japan Tokyo Olympics in 2020 for scheduled for July or August, that's not cancelled. So, you know, HBF run for a reason in Perth, cancelled. I I think, yeah, it's just down to your risk appetite really. I think Mm. obviously the management at HBF decided that it wasn't worth the risk. And I I don't – I know you don't agree with the decision necessarily that they made, but I can understand why they would be more open to making that decision given their health – insurance company. Oh, 100%. Yeah, it's not that I don't agree with their decision because I think any decision made is made under a lot of duress. They've they've put a lot of thought into it and they've got their reasons for cancelling. And the answer is we don't know what would have happened if it went ahead. Mm -hmm. So it could have been a disaster or it could have been perfectly fine. We just don't know. So they're erring on that side of caution. It's just a shame. People are just going with better safe than sorry at the moment. 
Yeah, yeah. But for local events that are not thousands of people sweating next to each other and sharing water bottles mm-hmm. and things like the HBF run, yeah. Um, what do you think that that we can do? What does it mean for small event operators? Because I think um, individual events need individual considerations. Absolutely. It can't be a blank, it's not a blanket rule. rule. Mm-hmm. And they're currently they're saying, you know, large gatherings of over a thousand people should be considered. But most events, particularly that happen in Western Australia, aren't that big. True. And events that are being put on for small businesses or medium-sized businesses generally aren't that big either. Yeah. So if a small business or smaller event does decide to go ahead with their event that has already been, you know, planned and locked in, there are some simple tips and things that you can do to make sure the event is a safe environment. Yeah. Number one is communication. So just make sure you're continually communicating with your guests about, yes, the event is going ahead, we're taking extra precautions for personal hygiene, um, but the main overarching message to guests should be that if you've returned from a high-risk area recently within the last 14 days is the current information available or you're currently sick, do not attend the event. Exactly. Yeah, and I think it's a really important thing to communicate to people that your event is going ahead. Like you said, don't just um, assume that people think that no news is good news. Mm-hmm. Let them know you've given it some thought and it's, it's still safe to go ahead with your event. To support the message, you may also want to relax your cancellation or refund policy so people don't end up just persevering through what they think is just a head cold uh, for money that they've already outlaid on a ticket. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Tip two, skip the handshake. Um, I loved seeing just yesterday on the news, Prince Harry did an elbow bump with Craig David mm-hmm. Um it was a really cute thing and he made it look really cool. So he the, did. <laughs> in this environment, um, yeah, I went to a meeting yesterday and the guy that I met with said, oh, I know we're not supposed to handshake at the moment. You know, it, people are worried about it and they're, they're thinking about it and it's kind of an awkward moment. So I think if you can just throw up the elbow and go, that's okay, let's elbow bump. It's a nice little way to get around it. Good icebreaker too. Yeah. Um, no chinking of glass during toasts. It seems silly, but that's one we've got to skip now. Mm-hmm. Um, allow for a little more room between seats when you're setting up tables or rows of chairs in a seminar situation. Set up a hand sanitizer station within the room just so that people can go and sort themselves out whenever they feel the need. <laughs> no? Um, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I lost it with sort themselves out. <laughs> well, if they're feeling like grubby, they can go and get a little sanitary. Yeah. Yeah, sure. (laughs) So the other thing you could do is add some signage to the bathrooms reminding guests to wash their hands. You could do something quirky like singing Happy Birthday, the song, twice through. That's how Um, I teach my kids. Like when you wash your hands, sing Happy Birthday at a normal speed because otherwise they go... Happy Birthday to you. Happy Birthday to you. Exactly. That's what (laughs) they did the first time. Um, Or you can judge your bathrooms as well to make it a place that people want to spend more time and wash thoroughly. So that might be decaling some funny jokes on the mirror or inspirational quotes. Or yeah. some fancy hand soap. Just put something in there that's going to make them want to stay in there a little bit long to be more longer, to be more hygienic. Yeah. And yeah. then in a general sense, reviewing your entire run sheet for opportunities to reduce the risk of transmitting illness. Yeah, definitely. Tip three, embrace personalised meals over shared food services. So this is talking about 
maybe it's not the right time or climate at the moment to be using grazing tables. Um, don't do canapes because obviously they're going around on platters and everyone's putting their hands in and you don't know who's touching what. And buffets are also quite similar. Also, buffets are, you know, people are going up to open food and coughing and spluttering all over things. So it's a really quick way to transmit illness. But you can really ham it up. So it doesn't have to be just because you're changing the way things are being served, you can make it really creative. So um, you could do little gourmet lunch boxes. Um, you can talk to your catering company. You'd be amazed at what they can come up with in order to make sure that your your event still goes ahead rather than cancelling. So I'm sure they can be quite creative with the ways that they can deliver the food. Mm. What else do you think? Well, we've spoken about this before on the podcast, but if the budget allows as well, you could really take that pre-packaged food idea to the next level. So when you're doing individual packaged food, put your event branding on it. Number four, use local suppliers. So as event managers, we always try and do this, um, but the travel ban and quarantine really offers an added level of incentive to use local suppliers. Yeah, absolutely. We try to use locals as much as possible, but now we've ordered things like things like neon signs. Um, we actually have started using a local supplier, but years ago we always went through China. Yeah. So we know right now we can't get them if we need them. Maybe not even at all, unfortunately. Um, But if we did, it would probably be quite a lengthy period of time. So, yeah, going local is definitely a good way to share the local love but also get what you need in the time frame that you need it. Yeah. And added bonus, you probably will get to have a face-to-face meeting with your supplier instead of sending emails on stop. Give them an elbow bump. Elbow bump. (laughs) Yeah, sorry, no handshakes. (laughs) And the fifth and final tip we've got is if – all else fails and your guests are really uncomfortable coming into an in-person event, embrace technology and hold it digitally. Yeah. Many event formats such as conferences, seminars, meetings, workshops and training, they can all translate into online platforms. You can mm-hmm. use Zoom and all those techie techie things, Google Hangouts, I don't know. Yeah, and it's important to look at what what format your event was going to be in to decide which platform will be best for that. So if it was going to be a lot of PowerPoint slides or something visual – yeah, you could do that. If it's, Maybe it was a, a panel where everyone's going to come and hear a panel speak. You can mm. definitely film that and live stream it. You can use social media, um, Facebook Live or Instagram. There's all these platforms that we can now use to live stream. So in the climate that the world's in, that may be your best option. And it's not about what you want to do. It's more about how comfortable your guests feel. So if they don't want to come... Think of a solution so that you can still deliver that information to them through their screens. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, it's all about what the event was trying to achieve. So if you were going to launch a product, maybe you have to ditch the event. People don't want to attend, but you send them a really amazing sample box or something that is still going to launch that product into those people's minds. Yeah, and maybe that sample is like a little teaser and when this all, and I don't know if I'm saying the right thing, but when this all blows over, which, you know, eventually it's it will, but whether it's a couple of weeks, months or years, um, you, then you can go back to, I mean, events are going to explode when this becomes less of a risk because people will be all coming back out and getting together and excited that they can all hug each other again. So, yeah. yeah. Smaller events, you could even consider delivering catering lunch boxes and conference packs to the attendees the day before. Oh, yeah. That way, when they're watching whatever the content was on screen or the speaker, they can really fully enjoy that 
that experience. Yeah, that's cool. That's a good idea. Yeah, and I, I think it, it would be a really personalised and memorable experience for the guests as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's cute. So if you have any ideas on how to move forward with events, we'd love to hear them. Drop into Behind the Clipboard on Instagram and um, we've just put up a post so you can pop in your comments there. If you're an events business that is really feeling quite scared about what's going to happen, I feel like the wedding industry, the events industry, um, a lot of uh, catering companies, they're going to be really, really feeling nervous like we are at the moment because... It's just that fear of unknown. You don't know where this herd mentality is going to go. And there's no control over it, really. So um, we'd really love to hear how it's affecting you guys and see if we can band together and come up with solutions that's going to keep us all afloat. Yeah, awesome. Thanks, Mel. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. For your chance to have your questions answered or join our conversation, jump into our Facebook group, Behind the Clipboard Podcast, and follow us on Instagram at Behind the Clipboard Podcast. Yeah.